This is a Yellow Wave production. Hey everyone, Brit here at Earth to Brit, bringing you episode 19, which, reminder, that's the episode before the finale, episode 20, which is next week. Don't mind the screams in the background, we're having a, a rough day with this one. But anyways, this week we're talking about Lululemon. Now, before you go all up in arms one way or another, I'm going to cover the founder, Dennis Wilson, who goes by Chip, and the insanity that is his statements, and that just each one gets worse and worse. And you guys, if you're like me and you heard about this, you're just wondering, what? How did I not hear about this sooner? The only reason I heard about it is because I'm trying to catch up on my favorite murder, podcast and I just two nights ago listened to this episode which I believe it was in 2016 when they recorded that one they have so many episodes I'm I mean I'm binging it but I'm still in 2016 recordings but I was listening to this and it's originally about the um Lululemon murder which as I'm listening I'm like why does that sound so familiar and I still don't know why but she Karen talks about Chip Wilson and a lot of the scandals that happened with Lululemon. And I'm just like, oh my God, I have to talk about this. I have to talk about this because I can't even believe, I can't believe it. It's just insane. And maybe you'll agree when you hear everything, but I, it's just wild. So buckle up. And if you've already heard about all of this and you have anything to add, feel free to tell me, let me know. Um, Otherwise, just enjoy and hope you learn something new. I know I did. We're going to start with a little bit of background information on Chip Wilson. So Dennis J, in quotes, Chip Wilson, 
was born in 1956. He is a Canadian billionaire businessman and philanthropist who has founded several retail apparel companies, most notably yoga-inspired athletic apparel company Lululemon Athletica Incorporated. I believe we've all heard of Lululemon. I think that's a safe assumption to make. Could be wrong, and that doesn't mean anything bad, but that he created it. He is widely considered to be the creator of the athleisure trend in general. In 2016, he organized his personal and business interests into the holding company called Hold It All Incorporated. He was born in Southern California in 1956. Both of his parents were athletes at college, and his father was a physical education teacher. So clearly, athletics and all of that stuff was a part of his life from day one. He graduated in 1980 with a bachelor's degree in economics from the University of Calgary. It was in 1979 when he founded his first retail apparel company, West Beach Snowboard Limited, which sold apparel targeted at the surf, skate, and snowbar. Every episode, we got to do it. You know what I mean? Don't you dare edit this out, Kyle. Again, I'll say that again. In 1979, he founded his first retail apparel company, West Beach Snowboard Limited, which sold apparel targeted at the surf, skate, and snowboard markets. He sold West Beach in 1997 and then uh, founded Lululemon Athletica in 1998. As of 2016, his personal and business interests are maintained through Hold It All Incorporated. So he served as CEO of Lululemon until 2005 when he sold a 48% stake to private equity firms Advent International and Highland Capital Partners. Then in 2007, an IPO was offered by Lululemon Athletica Incorporated, which from now on, I'm just going to say Lululemon. That's just a mouthful. Um, An IPO was offered by Lululemon on Canadian and U.S. exchanges. Then in January of 2012, Wilson retired from his executive post as chief innovation and branding officer, but he did remain chairman of the board of directors. Until, that is, in December of 2013, when he stepped down from his role as non-executive chairman. In 2014, he raised concerns that the Lululemon board was not aligned with the core values of product and innovation on which the company was originally founded, and on on which it thrived. Six months after the board's reconstitution, the company's share price rose from a low that happened in June of 2014 of $36.26 to $65.33, a change in market capitalization of over $4 billion. Then, in August of 2014, he sold 13.85% of his ownership in Lululemon to Advent for approximately $845 million. Same year, 2014, but in October now, he participated in TEDx Vancouver, where he discussed building legacy in the digital age. In February of 2015, he stepped down from Lululemon's board of directors, saying, I have achieved the goals I set when I came back, and after careful thought, I believe that now is the right time to step away from the board. I leave behind a new and talented management team and new board construct. In December of 2015, in an interview with Bloomberg Business, he said, Three years ago, when I was chairman and Lululemon was worth twice as much as Under Armour, I personally was thinking of buying Under Armour. 
Then, in June of 2016, he published an open letter to shareholders of Lululemon stating that it had lost its way and given up market share to Nike and Under Armour after he was denied the opportunity to speak at the company's annual meetings. Let's put a um, tag on that because I wonder why he was denied the opportunity to speak at any meetings. If you're curious, stay tuned because we're going to cover some of his most bizarre statements and remarks, both in person and in his blog or in writing or in passing or in an interview, all those things. He's got a lot to say and what he what he says is so, oh, just buckle up and hold on tight, okay? Because we're going to get through this, but you're going to be just as frustrated and like, oh my God, are you kidding me? By the end of this, as I am. Real quick, I just want to finish up on giving you guys more info about Chip. I was going to just stop there and move forward, but I think some info about his personal life is is important. So Chip has five sons. Two are from his first marriage to a woman named Nancy. He is currently married to Shannon Wilson, who is one of the original designers of Lululemon and co-founder of Kit and Ace, along with his son, J.J. Wilson. They reside in Vancouver, B.C., British Columbia. In 2004, Ernst & Young named Wilson its Canadian Entrepreneur of the Year for Innovation and Marketing. As of 2012, Forbes ranked Wilson the 10th wealthiest Canadian and 401st in the world with an estimated net worth as of March 2013 of $2.9 billion. Whoa. Okay, let's get into it because we've got just a handful of some of the most crazy stuff this guy has said. And uh, so my only thing is, uh, it's hard to describe this. Um, It's kind of like a warning to just take it for what it is and understand that we're all human and it's so easy to put whatever you want out there, basically. And it can, it's very easy to be misconstrued. And I'm not saying that that's what this is at all. But I, this episode is not a hate on Chip. Like my goal is not to make people hate Lululemon or Chip or anyone like him or anything like that. It is simply my fascination with such a profound and successful company that is so well known in such a staple in so many people's lives, whether they work there, wear it, whatever. Um, The fact that (laughs) this stuff is said and quoted, it's just, it's, it's really interesting to me because I just cannot understand. I can't make the two meet. Like, how does this even make sense that you can even be this, this successful, successful, I'm already getting worked up. That's great. Um, Reel it in, Britt. That you can be this successful, success, oh my God. (laughs) Oh, you know what I'm saying. Okay. How you can be that good at this and come this far and make this much, much money and have all these stores and really blow up your brand in a great way and then say this shit. And I I just, I can't make the two meet. So we're going to talk about some of the craziest things he has said. 
that has been documented in one way or another. First one is regarding the sheerness and pilling that happens with certain pans. And I did, I jumped on to Reddit earlier to see if I could find any other people talking about this. And of course there were, but basically certain pants and according to Reddit, a lot of the people were complaining the most about aligned pants. They were see-through like there was also a lot another line of pants that I don't think it was a line it was something else I can't remember at the top up the top of my head but um it was recalled because they were see-through like but you when you were trying them on or something you couldn't tell I don't know if, or maybe when you wash them I can't remember the details but basically they had to recall them because they were see-through and it was unbeknownst to the owner or the person wearing the pants but I also found on Reddit, like I said, a lot of people were complaining about the aligned pants pilling. Uh, and mostly in the thigh region where when you're walking, if your thighs touch, which most people's do, they were rubbing together and it was pilling. He said that <laughs> basically that's from women buying too small pants or from their thighs rubbing together. And this is a direct quote. Frankly, some women's bodies just don't actually work for the yoga pants. He said this on Bloomberg's TV's Street Smart program. It's more really about the rubbing through the thighs. How much pressure is there over a period of time? How much they use it? More on that is on the Reddit thread that I had followed or had jumped onto. A girl was saying that she got off the phone off of a chat whether it was phone or computer I'm not sure I don't think she clarified but she was talking to a representative from Lululemon for over an hour about these pants she got two weeks ago and they have been pilling like crazy and the girl the person on the chat asked her what she used them for and she said she just wore them to school or something like that and the representative said they're meant for one hour of yoga not running or walking or anything like that. And so cue all of the funniest comments you've ever seen in your life from people responding to this. Like, okay, that makes no sense at all. Like a yoga class for one hour, that's it? Like, is that how long you have to wear these pants? Is for one hour or is that like one hour each time? And then somebody had mentioned something hilarious about what you need to do is spread your legs like spread eagle and walk to class like that because your legs cannot touch they will pill and that is on you and it was just so funny you guys you should look it up if you if you can find it or if i can actually get the direct link i will include it in the show notes but i was laughing so hard at people's responses to this it was mind-blowing because the thought like of something being two weeks old and pilling that much that's not good quality, okay, Lululemon? So just acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Accept it. It's it, no hard feelings, but you got to own up to your shit. You know what I mean? So after this um, issue with the sheerness of the pants, and I believe they're referring to the ones that actually had to be recalled because they were see-through, he made this super awkward apology, or it's titled as super awkward, um, it was like a 50 second thing that was posted on YouTube and on Lululemon's Facebook page. He apologized to his employees, not 
to the customers. And a direct quote is, I am sad for the people at Lululemon who I care so much about that have really had to face the brunt of my actions. I take responsibility for all that has occurred and the impact it has had on you. I'm sorry to have put you all through this. And people went crazy. Now, here's what I'm going to do is play devil's advocate and do what I do best, which is basically put myself into every single person's shoe possible to see the full 360 picture and fill in all the blanks I possibly can. I I get that because he's owning up to his actions having caused an issue and while I do think he should have apologized to the consumers if he truly doesn't believe that it is something that is affecting them in a bad way which again I'm not saying that he should or shouldn't but let's say he doesn't he has that right not to feel that way to be honest I mean it'd be it'd be like the same situation for me but if I truly believed that it was a good quality or what have you and I was being told it wasn't well I guess that's different because I mean it is what it is like it's either good or it's not but that's besides the point I think it's understandable that he is concerned first and foremost with his employer employees because those are the people that are holding up like those are the face of your company basically you're one person you can only be so many places all of the people that are hired to be a part of your company they are important they are the real like get them out there they're the real money makers because they're the ones serving the customers granted you can't have service with you can't provide service without customers to provide it too so it's a double-edged sword I'm just saying that I get that I get how he would be concerned with his employees because whatever's going on with the company whether it's valid or not they are the ones that are going to be dealing with the brunt of it just like when you're upset with somebody and you're on on the phone with them and they're not the ones that did this. They're not the ones that made the rules. They're the ones dealing with you, but and they're the one because of that dealing with you and hearing you get upset with them or not upset or whatever. They take it all, good and bad. So I I get that. But still, it was I haven't watched it yet. It's on YouTube. You can you can still watch it now. It's still up there. It's still posted. You um even just give it a goog and you'll find it, but uh, and maybe if I watched it, I would have more to say about that. But honestly, I've already got a lot invested in this episode and I got to keep things trucking. So just wanted to play devil's advocate on that one because I can see both sides. I always can. So I guess maybe that's part of my gift and I'm here to share it with you guys. Okay, so when Wilson was CEO, uh, he made a couple comments in 2005 saying that it was funny that Japanese people couldn't pronounce the L in Lululemon. He claimed that it was funny to watch them try and say it. And that was his response when Canada's National Post Business Magazine was doing an interview with him and asked about the Japanese pronunciation of his company's name. To this day, he denies it. And that's according to the New York Times, which I don't blame him. I don't think I would ever say something like that. And if I did, I don't know if I would deny it, but 
I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, there's recording of it. So I just don't understand how you can deny it. Either way, not a, not ideal. Not good. Not funny either. Sorry, Chip, but that's actually not f- funny at all. Not to me. And I'm not just trying to say that because it's inappropriate. It truly, I don't see how that's funny. There are so many languages that have different pronunciations of things and different, like, when translated to English, it's hard for certain languages to have different sounds or letters or pronounce certain things and vice versa from English to other um, languages. Like rolling your R's, for example, I don't know if you guys knew this, but that is actually a genetic trait and it's a recessive gene. And I personally am pretty much all recessive genes except for that one. I cannot roll my R's as hard as I try. My sister's to this day thinks it's hilarious to make me try and do it. it it's not, I mean, I can't do it. That'd be the same thing. And I, I just don't see how that's funny. So that was a big one too. That was a big deal as you can see why. It's just super inappropriate, racist, just not, not a good look. Another thing he said or claim he made, I should say, is that smoking and birth control pills The creation of these things led to high divorce rates, as well as the founding of Lululemon. That's a tall order to say that. Like, that is claiming to be, like, that's being very full of yourself. Very uh, sure of your business and company and all that. So here's another direct quote. Women's lives changed immediately after the pill. Men did not know how to relate to the new female. Thus came the era of divorces. That's in a blog that he posted in 2009. Such as as well as this. With divorce and publicity around equality, women in the 1970s and 80s found themselves operating as power women. The media convinced women that they could win at home and be a man's equal in the business world. The 1980s gave way to power women dressing like men in boardroom attire with big shoulder pads. They went to three martini lunches and smoked because this is what their successful fathers did in the business world. Breast cancer also came into prominence in the 1990s. I suggest this was due to the number of cigarette-smoking power women who were on the pill. Initial concentrations of hormones in the pill were very high, he he informs us, (laughs) and taking on the stress previously left to men in the working world. Ultimately, Lululemon was formed because female education levels breast cancer, yoga and athletics, and the desire to dress feminine came together all at one time. I have to say, I don't know that I can turn this around in a positive way for you, sir, because fuck off. What? Are you kidding me? The only thing I agree with is that men did not know how to relate to a female, and I don't think they still do. (laughs) And that's not a necessarily a bad thing i guess but i mean that's the only thing that you said that has any kernel of truth i'm just so i can't i don't know how i don't even know where to start with this one i'm looking like where do i start where do i start to just burn this to the ground because that's all i want to do with this one (sighs) they smoked because that's what their successful fathers did oh oh man is that so it was just everyone smoked at that time because it was that's what people did, you dumbass. Seriously. And to claim that he formed, to not claim, he's telling us, 
he formed Lululemon because female education was higher, like more women were going to school and then working. Breast cancer came around, and and apparently I don't know why, but breast cancer for, comes into the play. Why? You didn't even explain that. This is just crazy. This is just probably my least favorite one. That's absolutely ridiculous. Sir, get your shit together. Pull it together, Chip. You you look bad. You look real bad. On top of making crude remarks and statements that are just so obvious to anyone human that you don't say, especially as the leader of a company. He also um, did a couple things that were very questionable, like when he, um, where are we at here? Oh, so what he did was at one point he was like a huge fan of Ayn Rand and he started printing the phrase, who is John Galt on the company's bags in November of 2011. And he did this without the CEO knowing. That phrase specifically refers to the star of Rand's novel, Atlas Shrugged, which basically promotes the idea of individuals living for their self-interest and dismissing altruism. Customers were completely outraged by the move. Again, this is one I can easily play devil's advocate. That's a famous author, poet, what have you. Who cares? Who cares? You know? And I'm not against following your self-interest and promoting that. I don't see the problem with that one. Um, I've not read Atlas Shrugged, so maybe if I've read it, maybe. But regardless, I don't see how that's such an issue or why it was. I feel like at this point, because of the other, some of the other things he has said and done, anything he does now is just like, well, there you go. Look at that. Like, oh my God, he, I don't think that you can come out from that kind of bad publicity for a while. And so anything you say or do is going to be shitty. That's my take on it. Not just for him, anyone. Once something like that happens, no matter what you do or say, it's going to be wrong or bad, unfortunately, even if it's not wrong or bad. Does that make sense? Experience with Lululemon, kind of. That's what I'm going to talk about now because to bridge the gap, really, between what feels like talking shit about someone I don't even know, that being Chip, and, but also something that's clearly an issue, but then also my experiences. So the first time I went to Lululemon um, was, I don't even remember what year it was, but my experience was amazing. The people there were so kind and so nice to me, and I felt so good inside of their, their store. They helped me pick out stuff, gave me sizes, all of that. They had, they were fairly busy, but they were so nice. And then as I was waiting in line to check out, the person in front of me was with her husband and new baby. And you could tell this baby was like maybe three weeks old. And the woman, and you could tell like she had that postpartum body, which, and this is again, nothing. I am not saying anything by that. I'm just saying she clearly had just given birth and was a fitness fanatic, and I love that. It's great. As she's checking out, 
um, the girl checking her out was talking to her about the baby and was so nice and made eye contact. And you can just tell when people are genuine, you know, and you can also tell when they're just saying what they think they should say or what supposedly the nice thing to say, or at least I can. And she, this one was so genuine and she made me feel good. And she wasn't even the one that checked me out. Just watching her interaction with this new mom and her family was, it, it really had an impact on me. And I don't know exactly how to explain that, but you just have to take my word for it and trust me on this. And I know that doesn't speak for the whole of Lululemon. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to rip on Lululemon because I love them. I do. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I love them. I love I love their clothes. I just, I have a good experience. And until that changes consistently, they've got me as a customer, okay? Um, but as as they were finalizing the last transaction, receipt, all of that, she said, by the way, you look really amazing. You're very inspiring to me. And I, as a, a mom myself, was just like, taken away I'm like even right now tearing up I don't know it just felt like she was saying like yeah you've got this new body and I can tell you're into fitness so that's probably hard a hard pill to swallow and from experience I'm telling you in my case it same it's a hard thing to swallow when you're so athletic and used to looking a certain way and wearing certain things and then all of a sudden, it's like, you can't. It's, it's very weird. And I just, the way she said that and the way she, like, was just making her feel so good. It, I, I left that store in such a great mood because of their interaction. And I think that's great. Now, there's been times when I've gone in and it's just like, they don't have time. They're short-staffed or something, but you can just sense the stress coming off of them the workers there. Fine. Story of my life. That is something I can relate to more than anything else. But basically what I'm trying to say is I've painted a bad picture of a person and I'm hoping not to do that with Lululemon. Like I'm not trying to say anything bad about them or even Chip. I just, as soon as I was listening to that episode on my favorite murder, I could not handle that this was something I hadn't heard about. It is mind-blowing to me. That being said, like I've mentioned a hundred times, you can put anything out there. You can claim anything. You can say anything that doesn't make it true. So take this episode and do whatever you want with it. But that I'm not talking bad or great about Lululemon. I'm just giving you the facts, giving you what's out there because I find it interesting. Aside from that, I have no other agenda. Are you equally parts free spirit and super responsible and do not want to take risks? Do you love tattoos but cannot comprehend committing to something so permanent? Well then you might want to take a look at Inkbox because they've got your back. This is like the craziest thing. I, I, 
I'm so glad there's a company now that's finally doing this. It's amazing. I mean, it's almost 2020. This is a, it's about time, Inkbox. You know what I mean? So basically what this is, is you can go on to www.inkbox.com. That's I-N-K-B-O-X.com. And you can search 4,000 plus designs. You can create your own. I just said that, I did. All you artists out there, you can create your own tattoo. Or say you want something of someone near and dear to you, whatever, something that they write, have them write it out and there you go. Or say they're no longer here, trace over it and send it in. You can do that with this. Or maybe you're just like, I want a tattoo but I don't know for sure. We got you at Inkbox. Order whatever it is that you want go through all the artists they have. You can totally just make this your own in every single way, shape, and form. And then try it out, and then you'll know. And even if it's a hard no, then you might later on have an itch for another design. It doesn't matter. These tattoos will last for one to two weeks. They take 24 to 26 hours to fully develop, and it's so easy. It's honestly, if you remember being a kid and having those cool tattoos that would rub off basically the second that you touched it, that's where it's different. The way you did it is pretty much the same. The, it, every single design comes with super, super easy directions, user-friendly. I mean, it's you could do this with your eyes closed. It's awesome. I am so happy I found this company. I am ecstatic i i really can't wait because i have about 12 different designs always that i'm going back and forth on i have two tattoos right now and while i don't necessarily regret them i i mean i kind of do but i i would have done things differently had i had something like inkbox in my life at the time so go check it out www.inkbox.com again that's i-n-k-b-o-x.com you can thank me later. Do we have time for at least one question therapy? It's been so long and I love how well I sleep after I do it. Question therapy and free association. You guys, oh my God, I sleep like a baby after that. Well, okay, well, time or not, I'm doing one just for me. Whether it makes it onto the podcast or not we'll find out if it doesn't you're never going to know this even happened so no harm no foul let's see okay so let me open up this app and shake it up okay all right (laughs) perfect what do you think is the secret to a good life i think the secret to a good life is so many things but at the core of all of the things is kind of just presence so being present because if you're thinking about things you want or thinking about things you don't have or thinking about what you have to do or thinking about this thinking about that past memories future memories not memories future goals future to do whatever you're missing out on just like chilling out just chill and take a deep breath and be here right now. And I find that every time I'm able to do that, 
it's just the best feeling ever. And I always think to myself, how do I forget this so often? Like, how do I forget something so amazing that I have to just make myself chill out and breathe and just be here right now? But in more detail, because that's pretty much basic, I also think that this is hard to explain going to be hard to explain like most things are for me but I'll I'll give it a shot I think that when you are able to not care what people think and that's not saying like go out and be crazy or be wild or whatever I'm just saying if you're able to be who you are and just express yourself honestly in each moment as it's coming up whatever it is that's coming up whatever expression or emotion or thought or Uh, sentence even if you're talking it all of the things what you're wearing what what you're doing what you're thinking just if you're so if you're able to be so comfortable in your own skin it's easier but to not care what people think or like when you're doing something and you're thinking if I were in a room with pick pick out 10 people in your life that you know whether it's really well or not and picture all 10 of these people as different as they are in the room. If you're thinking, who do I, who am I? Who do I act like? What do I do? You're not there yet. Or you could be there, but you're just very aware of the fact that different people bring out different things in you. And, and the fact that you're worried about this person clashing with that person, who you are with these people, you got, like, if you could stop worrying about that, it's really hard to do on for, like it's kind of weird as I'm talking about this like why is it so hard to do it that doesn't even make sense it's actually really simple to do but it's the hardest thing to make the move and just do it but don't care what anyone thinks about you and just be you in every moment who you are I think that that free that is scarier than shit especially thinking about it like if you guys are sitting there with like your hearts beating faster and faster same it's human nature but that's another thing obviously we're all thinking that so let's just do the damn thing and be ourselves. and then I feel like once that happens and you get to that level enough to where you are able to be who you are more than you're not it's so freeing and it actually on top of you feeling more free it frees everyone around you because we're all watching each other we're all in this together and we're all watching each other and we're all taking notes and we're all trying to not trick each other but just like put on the best face the best front and i just think that when you're able to break through that barrier that wall that really doesn't exist and is paper thin but looks like it's a concrete steel like trying to break out of prison basically is what it feels like if you're able to do that other people are watching you they're taking note they are probably going to be more successful if they try to do that and it's just it may you're just like I am who I am and then you're just so free and that feeling is so good and I think that's one of the hundred million thousand infinite never gonna end secrets to having a good life now since i've given you all some content that is more psychology uh social i don't know what you'd label that as 
But now that I've done that, we're going to real quick, like way quicker than I want to do, talk about the actual murder because you guys, what? This is crazy. This is crazy. And I'm trying to not be like turning into a true crime podcast, but also who knows? Who knows? Anyways, so there was a murder in Bethesda. Hold on. Yeah, Bethesda's Lululemon store in March of 2011. (laughs) And at the trial, the judge during the sentencing for the murderer, Brittany Norwood, says, you're one hell of a liar, ma'am. And I would have to agree because this, I'm going to lay it out for you super quick. This started with the day that Brittany Norwood, which I've already said, spoiler alert, she's the killer. She was trying to steal a pair of yoga pants. And I guess there had already been an issue with her and stealing possibly prior to this. And I, I don't know if it was her manager or just straight coworker, but Jaina, who also worked there, Jaina Murray, the murdered, the one who was killed, caught her. And somehow this caused like a huge fight in the clash and all that sort of thing. But after this... And this is the thing that's believed to have spurred Brittany to do this. She, after work one day, it's just her and Jaina, and she said, oh, I forgot something in the store. So they went inside together because I think Jaina had the key and had to unlock it. And shit went down. They go in the store and Brittany kills her. She bludgeons bludgeons her which is basically hitting her chokes her stabs her and uses (laughs) they say at least five different weapons and inflicts 331 separate wounds can we all just take a moment of silence to actually think about how crazy that is 331 separate wounds what that is hate times hate times hate times 10 times 10 i mean i can't even imagine this i would have to be on some serious drugs to even be able to accomplish this let alone want to i just oh that's wild so then after all of this she Brittany, tries to cover herself and like set the train rolling on i can't be a suspect because this happened to me too she Gives herself some superficial wounds, which those, listen, if you really want to get away with it, you got to, you got to go big and hurt yourself big because like, hello, that's obvious. Um, then by, she bound her own hands and ankles and spent all night lying in that store waiting to be discovered right next to the girl she murdered, Jaina, her dead body and made it look like she went through a huge brutal assault what (laughs) girlfriend is a whole new type of crazy um even better so she tried to cover it up and by doing all that to herself but she also took a 
shoe off of the display rack, a men's shoe, and slapped it around in all of the blood, which after 331 wounds, there's a shit ton of blood, like a river, I would think, to make it look like there was somebody else walking around. She claimed to be raped and stabbed and all this stuff. And actually, so like when the cops get in there, she like played dead and then they touched her and she gasped. So she girlfriend was in it for the win. Like she, I I don't like her mind. I want to know more. Like we need to study that mind because this is just like a totally different element to this type of murder in my opinion. Um, also there was like a gym or a bar or something next door and oh no no an apple store there was an apple store next door and a couple of people there claimed to have heard loud noises coming from the lululemon store at the time of the murder and they said they didn't do anything about it like they heard it and then went back to the whatever they were doing which my favorite murder touches on the fact that studies have shown that if you're near an, a TV, an iPad, a computer, a phone, and you're interacting with it, anything that happens externally, you're less likely to get involved because you're more likely to just shrug it off and get back to what you're doing in the zone, like screen time, which is a huge thing right now, as we all know, with our kids. Do we do it? Do we not? Do we limit it? Do we not? What have you. It's clear as day. The science is already clear as day and proven. It's not healthy to have any screen time within three hours before bedtime. Certainly not healthy to fall asleep with a screen on. I mean, there's something to that. But I think that's crazy. And actually, they went back and at one point, the person said, yes, I heard somebody say, please don't do this or somebody help. And then still no reaction, which is alarming and concerning and mind-blowing to me but yeah there is so much more to this and maybe i'll cover it in a future episode who knows but i had to at least tell you the whole reason the whole sparking of this idea for this episode and there you have it Brittany norwood and jana murray and she Brittany, was actually sentenced guilty she was definitely guilty and the judge was so like girl there is something not right and I'm not okay with it. And that to me is also like, what? Because usually judges are so to the point and just facts, facts, whatever. But this one felt the need to say that. And that just tells me like, I'm scared. I don't, I don't want her to get out anytime soon. Like that's, that's just insane. That's so insane. Over a pair of yoga pants that she was trying to steal. That's it. That's, that is it. I can think of a hundred things that can make me, no, not even, like, to make somebody want to do this or to want to take somebody else's life, in, not even in the heat of the moment, like, this was planned. It's insane to me. So yeah, check out that episode of My Favorite Murder and let me know what you guys think. And also, any Lululemon employees out there, past, present, hopefully future if that's what you're looking for get a hold of me tell me your stories good and bad because i am indifferent well actually i'm not indifferent i love it but i'm saying i can keep i can keep myself in a neutral field for this episode because i think there is something to 
Chip and his mindset and his beliefs, but that's him, whatever. That doesn't, to me, reflect the whole company, even though he was the founder. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything and it doesn't mean everything, if that makes sense. So yeah, go ahead, get a hold of me, let me know. And I'm going to have to wrap this one up. It's uh, It's been fun. It's been real. Stay tuned for next week for the finale, which unfortunately, I don't know what we're doing yet. So I can't tell you. But I do know it's going to be another episode. I mean, that's all I can tell you. And I should know at that point how much time I plan on taking off. And I will let you know it when we get there. Until then, enjoy. I hope you have fun. I hope you learned something. I hope you were intrigued. I hope it. I hope I presented it in a way I wanted to. I never know until I listen back, which is usually days later, if not weeks. But that's how that's how it is. I've got a good team though that helped me to kind of format things well, and I, I really can't go wrong. But I'm getting sleepy. It's time to take a shower and get ready for the week. So. As always, I love you and thank you for listening. Don't forget to go onto iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, have a good one. Bye. Earth to Brit can be found wherever you go to get your next podcast fix. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is Earth to Brit Podcast. Emails can be sent to earthtobrit.podcast at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.anchor.fm slash earthtobrit. Remember, Brit is spelled with two T's. B-R-I-T-T. Piss out. This is a Yellow Wave production.